This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, Every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aids. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I am your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations. And today I'm thrilled to be talking to the founders of an organization called the Alumni Tournament of Champions that I had the honor of judging their annual horse show in Gladstone, New Jersey. So we'll be talking about that a little later. But I wanted to introduce uh, the two founders. So uh, Lena Andrews Lakata is a hunt seat rider who has been in the saddle since she was nine. She grew up in southern New Jersey, riding at local barns and showing occasionally with her off the track thoroughbred. Once in college at Lehigh, she took the reins of her IHSA team as president and captain. Showing in the IHSA gave Lena leadership experience as well as more time in the show ring than ever before. Since college, she has showed as an IHSA alumni competing at nationals in 2009. She now shows her adult hunter Paddington, cutest name ever, on the A circuit and is also a USEF small r c1 steward jamie mast windle grew up riding and showing hunt seat in chester county pennsylvania at delval college now university she mostly showed hunt seat but also gave western a try placing third in her senior year in 2007 she was seventh in alumni fences held at the big e in massachusetts i believe that i ran that competition Currently, Jamie keeps active in the IHSA as an alumni rep member, as well as many horse show in gates in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And I'm going to turn it over to them, uh, whoever wants to start and just tell our listeners, what is the Alumni Tournament of Champions? When did it start? How many riders? Just kind of take us through it. Sure. Uh, So... In 2012, um, Jamie, I don't remember if it was you that asked me or me that asked you, um, we had decided to do a little scrimmage because we were both uh, alumni reps for IHSA. Uh, I was zone four. Jamie's been a lot of them. You were three, five, <laughs> multiple. Um, and you, so know, we were- you know what? We, we better start. I, I haven't talked that much about alumni 
within the IHSA. So many people don't even know. We better start there. Why okay. don't you, why don't you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, why don't you talk about the fact that the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association offers alumni and how that works? Jamie's an active rep, so I'll let you take that one. So um, as long as you've registered and I think maybe have shown in one show for as an undergrad, then you're able to show alumni in any zone or region. You just have to pick one and stay there for the year. You can change each year if you move. So if you move across the country, you don't have to show with your home school. Um, they offer flat and fences. So I think to be eligible for flat, you needed to compete up into Walkshot Canner at least, and then for fences, at least novice level. And then they hope that you're continuing to ride um, during that time period and not just winging it. Um, but then there's the typical IHSA dues and then it's up to each region how they run their individual alumni. We consider them teams in the regions I help out as. Right. And yeah. they also they also have Western. Yes. On the Western front, it used to be horsemanship and reining. Uh, I believe it was a year, maybe two ago, uh, reining got dropped for alumni. Um, with the with the addition of ranch uh, into the IHSA, there were a few regions that did hold alumni ranch, but it was it was not a division for alumni in the postseason for um, semifinals or nationals. Oh, okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay, so then Lena, pick up. So so you two back in two thousand twelve. Yeah, decided to have this like little scrimmage. Um, and I feel like it was one of those things that we could have just jokingly talked about and never done. Um, but, right. But uh, as as I've come to learn, um, you've got Jamie and I are both very motivated people, um, pretty strong willed, uh, as we've learned about each other over the years, sometimes good, sometimes bad about us. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Jamie would say that about me. Um <laughs> Uh, so we, we, you know, scheduled this thing at, um, was it Valley? I was riding at Valley Forge Military Academy with, um, then Villanova coach and UDL graduate, Sarah McCoy, and she graciously let us run a horse show there, which we originally emailed back and forth as maybe starting as a scrimmage, but Lena pushed on to include, um, like the East coast. (laughs) You got to so dream we had, big. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that there were enough riders there. So I think we only included zones two and Maybe. three. I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I remember because our, our winner that year was um, Amy Krowitzki uh, from U- UConn, right? I think she's UConn. And um, yeah, so she's definitely zone, zone two. And um, yeah, so there were a couple of girls who, who drove down from the Connecticut area. Um, and then the girls from my zone, uh, I think we may have had one or two from zone, zone three, region three. And I think there was maybe 15 people that okay. rode. Um, we did a couple of classes. I don't even think we used all the ribbons, right. um, but yeah, we definitely did not have as many classes as we do now. <laughs> yes, yeah. we know there were maybe four classes, five, five classes, probably total, right. um, and it was just a ton of fun. And then people were like, oh, are you going to include like, can you open this up? Can you make this bigger? And we were like, okay. <laughs> um, and so then we were like, well, we can invite everyone. It's not like people are going to come from California <laughs> or Texas or from super far away. 
And then all of a sudden the, the like entries roll in and you're like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to get on a plane <laughs> to come to something I'm running. Like, this is insane. <laughs> um, so then we were like, okay, well, you know, maybe this is, maybe we can make this legit. And um, I, I, one of the things that really stuck with me in college and has become very true to my personality, I had a professor one day in this big auditorium say to us like, Hey, did, did you guys want to take the quiz we just took? Everybody's like, no. <laughs> and um, he's like, why didn't someone ask me if you had to take the quiz? And everybody's just sitting there grumbling, like what? Right. And he was like, because you didn't ask the question, the answer was no. And you all took the quiz. And that has just stuck with me. And it is the way that I approach life. So when it comes to sponsorships, um, if you don't ask the question, the answer is already no. So Right. I'll ask. Right. I mean, I still get squirrely and squirmy and hate asking. Right. Because everyone hates asking for things. Um, but I'm, I'll do it. And so we have amassed this amazing group of sponsors um, in order to be able to make the show really attractive to riders because they're going to win great ribbons, champagne. Like we even have, we have a vineyard that's a sponsor, Fulkerson Winery. That's amazing. They send us almost a case of wine and like they make our ribbons extra special. And I'm just trying to think, uh, thank you for hooking us up with Aoife Fit this year. That was so cool. Him and I are um, like a a match made in heaven. We're super both fitness people. Um, Yeah. We've had amazing crazy people that have, have come to us and said, yes, we want to help. And it's like, yay. Well, and, and, uh, okay. So it started, I want to talk about the prizes more, but it started with 15 riders and then each year you saw growth and you opened it up more and more yep. to all the IHSA zones. Mm-hmm. So, and then so- added Western in 2014 right. because we got an email from Western riders saying, Hey, this looks like fun. Can you do it for Western? And sure. Yeah. I have, I had no exposure to IHSA Western ever (laughs) until running a horse show. At least Jamie, you gave it a try. And I had connections. (laughs) Yes. Jamie had connections. Oh my gosh. That first year, like even try, I'm just trying to run it, run the in-gate like a, like a hunt seat in-gate and had, yeah, I learned a lot and I have (laughs) fun. Um, So it's been great. So it, it has developed into what is today. So, so they asked me to judge quite a while ago. I don't know, let's say eight months ago or even a year ago. And I didn't, like I had heard of it. I didn't really know what it was. And then Lena starts sending me the stuff from last year. And it's like, holy crap. The prize list is like, you know, 15 pages long and it's full of full page you know, color ads. And I'm like, what is this? This is so great. And the greatest thing to me, you have to talk about how long you've been there, but it was at the United States equestrian team, historic headquarters in Gladstone, New Jersey, which is just amazing. I, I, before I started judging that day, I walked around and made video of the, the room with all the medals and the awards and the trophy case, but Talk about how you ended up there. So we knew doing year eight that we wanted to do something special for year 10. 
Okay. And um, I knew it was possible because uh, Mammoth at the Team, which is a local New Jersey horse show, moved uh, that show there. And it was uh, Michael Dowling, uh, the centenary coach. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is doable. Um, and I asked who his connections were. And I sent them an email while we were planning year nine. Okay. We planned year nine and 10 at the same at the same time, because I was worried about how booked the USET calendar would be. Right. Um, if they would even take us. Uh, and it, I, you know, I ran into the nicest woman. The woman I work with at USET is by far the nicest person in the world. Uh, her name's Maureen. And she was like, yeah, sure. We can do this. We can do that. Do you want this? Do you want that? Um, and gave us a date two years out, which was amazing. Uh, and then, um, I, I guess like we were, we were good, good citizens of the stable. So they gave us another date. Um, and, um, I was so, I mean, there's nothing that makes me more proud than when the text I got after this weekend, uh, from our like weekend guy helper there that was like, you guys did a great job cleaning up and the facility looks great. And I was like, okay, good. that is, th- that is like the biggest compliment because I want, I want to show the most the most respect for that facility. The right. fact that they like basically turn over the keys to that place to me, yeah. like who am I? I am no one, uh, is like, I don't know. I'm super proud of that, that, that yeah. they trust me. So I don't want to ever ruin, ruin that trust. So, you know, Jamie and I are an hour or two after everyone leaves are checking every inch of right. that facility to make sure right. that it looks perfect. And so Jamie, this is, is, was this year your third year there or second? Uh, this will be, this was our second year at Gladstone because we had such a huge response to people loving being there. More people who couldn't show there wanted to be there again. Yeah. So we were gracious that they would allow us to come back again. Yeah. And it's, it's, everyone is so happy. It's like a, it's like a nationals, honestly, but you don't have to qualify to get there. You can just sign up. And as long as you, you know, fulfill the requirements and everyone was so happy because the judge's box is basically right, right in front of the bleachers. I heard people all day, you know, talking and sharing and catching up with their old friends from their IHSA region. And it was just an amazing event. I mean, I mean that, that is a huge Oh, sorry. I was going to say, that's a huge part as to why we ended up having the reunion classes now. I mean, that's the the whole point of the show is to relive your college memories and make new ones and make new friends. So bring your old friends back together, but also make new ones. I think one of the things that Jamie and I are most proud of is the connections that we've made cross-discipline, cross-country, across riders. It's I mean, it's so fun when we get pictures sent to us from people at nationals or at semifinals and they're like, my ATOC team, like back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you talk about that for a minute, Jamie? You want to talk about the the teams and uh, they have fun names like the Horsewives of Detroit and uh, what was the Vermont Maples or something? Oh, I have the folder here, yeah. Okay, so so Jamie, talk about how the teams are formed and, and actually what that, how that works. Yeah, so Lena had the great idea of making sure that 
since people were coming from so far and possibly not coming with any other friends to one, help them get on, two, to cheer for them, that we would award prizes to a team to get people to intermingle, meet people, which you actually get bonus points for riders being on different zones, different states, living in different states. Um, Yeah, there's extra bonus points for that. So everyone, the classes that they um, determine as they want their sport account for one flat class and one fences or one rail and one reining or ranch, um, they would get scored and then the scores would be added together and the lowest of each discipline would be dropped. And then, um, like you said, you get a bonus point for the judge picking the favorite team name. Um, I forget what there's another bonus point that I feel like I'm forgetting. Um, but just the points adding up and then your friends for the, at least the day, if not years and years to come. And then so how many, how many team awards do you hand out and what, what do they get? We uh, had champion and reserve for Western on Saturday and then hunt seat on Sunday. They also had champion and reserve. And Lena can tell you about the sponsorship. Yeah. So um, it depends if we do it as all one day, all one show, because we run Western hunt seat combined in certain years, we'll, we'll only do one team champion and reserve. But if we run them on separate days, then we do one per day. Um, and so this year we had Coro sponsor the Western awards. They gave out head stalls, bit warmers, socks, bags, like it was awesome. It was crazy. Um, and then on the hunt seat side, long-standing sponsor, been with us probably since our second year, uh, Perry's Leather. Um, they donate uh, gorgeous leather halters to uh, the champion team every year. And then they send something fun for reserve. Uh, I think this year was sweatshirts. Um, nice. They sent jackets, they sent towels, they sent hats. They, they, they always, they do it up for us every year. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're super, um, excited to have, have them on board for, for so long. So. And, and talk about the class trophies. I looked at this trophy table and these trophies were spectacular. So, so, and I saw that they're perpetual, so they have a, a plaque, a plate on them. So those, uh, what, where do they go during the year and, and where did those come from? <laughs> so um those are a mismatch of um a lot of different eBay finds um help from uh, various contractors that were working in my house sometimes my dad um uh, some spots so I if you if you know me uh if you get to know me well I love awards I yeah, love I can tell ribbons like uh, the whole the whole thing like my my trainer like makes fun of me she'll be like well we know lena took her ribbon (laughs) (laughs) yeah right um and so i thought it'd be really cool to have perpetual trophies and i am the first person at all these big indoor shows that like i'm like in the cap of the capital challenge booth like do you mind if i just look around a bit um (laughs) and um yeah so uh, the the main jane alumni cup which is the first perpetual trophy that we got was an eBay find. It's a champagne bucket. And the first like three or four years that the names are inscribed just on the bucket. And then whenever we, uh, ran out of room, uh, we put a base on it, etc. And then, so you, you mean literally you, you just like Google and eBay, you Google 
trophies and <laughs> I, I would google all these random things um because then because i'm like so crazy about awards like i'll go to the tablet challenge pa national like all these big shows and i'll go in their trophy room and be like Ooh, gold boots. How do I find gold boots? Like, <laughs> ooh, a glass hat. How do I find that? Like, so I'll just go on eBay and find like gold horse, like this your and that. hobby. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, yeah. So we have, I think on my spreadsheet, there's like 17 perpetual trophies now, wow. uh, that we have. Um, one of the coolest is, a uh, the other, the big class on the Western side, the Amanda Belcher Memorial cup is a glass Western hat. That, wow. it, that sits on this like massive base that my dad like custom made it. Oh. Um, it's so, so cool. Um, and uh, yeah, we are one of the last horse shows that I know of that allows you to take your perpetual trophy home. Right. It is a massive risk. Right. Um, that someone's not going to the glass one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except luckily, the glass one. Those glass hats because yeah. we needed to replace it once. Uh, yeah. And luckily it was insured. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a massive risk, but at the same time, like what a waste to have them in my basement. Right. You know, right. Um, right. why not have them out and, and displayed and um, be able to have it in your home and be proud of it all year long. So we do let you take it home. We ask that you put your name on it. Um, we try and get people, we have stickers on a lot of them to tell you where to get the nameplates. So they look the same. Um, and then, you know, usually in March, you get an e- email from me that says like, congratulations again. It's Bring time. It back. <laughs> put your name on it and tell me what your give back strategy is. So you're either like planning, I'm competing, I'm coming, I'm bringing it, which right. is totally loud, or I'm not sure. And I will mail it back to you, but it has to be back in my hands. If you're not bringing it by May one, right. or that's when I start getting creative. Like I'm messaging you on social media. Right. I'm right. like sending you a postcard in the mail because I have your address. Like, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's really spectacular what you two have done. And uh, if anyone wants to uh, sponsor a class or get involved some some way what is do you have a website how do they contact you yeah so our website is alumni toc.com um our email is alumni toc at gmail um our social medias are just alumni toc we're very consistent yes Um, we would love for people to get involved i think one of the biggest things that we're we're going to push for this year is 5013c status um we did not get in this to make money Right. Uh, we have learned that we're probably not going to make money. We will break even, maybe make a couple hundred, lose a couple hundred, because we truly put every dollar back into the show. Wow. Um, and we think that if we become a 5013C, we might be able to uh, nag some some big fish, maybe work with a couple of the great foundations out there. Right. I would uh, dream, dream team would be uh, Lindsay Maxwell Foundation or, you know, one of one of those big big guys to, to want to support us. Um, right. And maybe give us a little bit more wiggle room on the page. Yeah. Nice. So it's a labor of love for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Jamie, let's find out a little bit about you two talk about where you grew up riding, how, how, when, how all that, and, and then go into your collegiate search. Um, so I guess I kind of grew up at- out in the farms of Collegeville, Pennsylvania. So I rode mostly out of like Westchester, Pennsylvania, um, just doing like the local hunters, whatever I could do, because I would just 
lease horses through the years. And then when it came to college, after being told where to go all the way through high school, I didn't really put that much effort into the search. I had a friend that was going to DelVal and I was like, well, I can ride there. That'll work. So that's where I went. (laughs) And it was great. Like that truly, I think, kept me sane through college. So did you major in, uh, I interviewed Corey and they have the coolest, like you you can major in social media, equestrian marketing and social media. What, what was your major? They didn't have all of that back then. And I knew I didn't want to go to college to muck stalls. So I actually went the business route and then just rode as my electives and then on the team. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just liked living in the non-city life. Yes. Right. So how about you, Lena? Where did Um, you grow up riding and, and what was involved in your college search? uh, I grew up um, as a barn rat, um, just always at the barn working student. Uh, There were no funds in my family uh, really to lease or I, you know, I, I did get uh, a mare um, off the track that I read as a sophomore in high school um, and was doing everything to work off all those bills. Uh, and so I, I barely ever showed. Um, I would, I think I did two rated shows total in my entire, let's call it air quote junior career. Right. Um, and then for me, my dad was adamant against me going to college for horses. Mm, um, me too. <laughs> he uh, he really wanted me to go to school for finance. And when I stepped foot on the Lehigh campus, I just fell in love with it. They have these gorgeous old buildings. Um, yeah. Really stupid reason for wanting to go there. I love the heart in the Lehigh crest. Like <laughs> dumbest reason ever to go college. Um, but I loved it there. And I'm very motivated by people telling me I can't do things. And I no. remember my parents telling me that I was not going to get into Lehigh. Like it was just, my grades weren't good enough. My SATs weren't good enough. And I was, I was on the bubble. So I applied early decision. I refused to talk to anyone else about college search. I had made up my mind. Wow. Um, Yeah. And I, I got in and then the deal with my parents, because Lehigh is a a private school was, um, I had to keep all A's and B's or they were yanking me out of school. And Mm. again, it was like them telling me that like, I wasn't going to last too long at Lehigh because I wasn't going to be able to get the grades there. I think they, I think they maybe figured that out about me. Um, by the time they sent me to school, uh, yeah, I graduated Dean's list at a 4.0 my whole junior year. Um, I got into my major classes. So, um, yeah, but it was interesting when we got to school, um, the, the team was very small, um, and they were bouncing around from barn to barn. And after the first semester as freshmen, a really good friend of mine, Rachel Suna, um, who was a big a, a circuit rider her whole you know junior career they like looked at the two of us and were like hey so we don't really want to do this anymore like this is yours here's the the binder and it was literally this like three inch thick binder of 10 20 years of the team yeah and we we're like oh, okay yeah so my sophomore year I hired the current Lehigh coach um, Marisa Kalmar who's been there ever since and and it's been great but that's what I meant like college riding meant so much to me because I didn't ride and show otherwise. <laughs> so, right. Um, and then, you know, my, the, the good grades at Lehigh led me to, you know, a good job, which then, you know, led me to be able to afford to continue riding. So, you know, I give IHSA and, and, and call collegiate riding, like, you know, 
a lot of credit on where I am today. So what what do you do for work, Lena? Uh, I work in cybersecurity. Um, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, at, at Blackstone, uh, wow. an investment firm in the city. Wow. And, and so where do you live now? In New York uh, City? I live in New Jersey. I did live in New York City when I graduated college. But, you know, like, like Jamie said, I, I enjoy, you know, the more rural right. area. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do, Jamie? I work part-time from home doing billing for physical therapy. Okay. And then I have my two kids home with me. Great. Great. And then so, engaged on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So as we um, kind of wind down here, talk a little bit, Jamie, we'll start with you since, since you're the one that was just talking, talk a little bit about how your undergraduate experience in the IHSA prepared you to run what has become this giant horse show. How, how many entries did you have this year? Didn't you say 300 rides uh, or something? Uh, we sold out this year for the first time ever with 140 riders, some scratches towards the end, but um, yeah, that was our max. 140 riders, but they show multiple classes. Yeah. It was, yeah. Jamie, do you remember? It was like 300 and something rides. It was insane. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was definitely in the 300s for the yeah. number of draws and rides we had. Yeah. So what, what did uh, your coll collegiate experience help teach you to run this massive horse show? Well, I was at DelVal before, like when the program was just kind of becoming what it is now, it was definitely jumping around from different trainers. So it was definitely the executive board and anyone that stepped up to help was pretty much involved in all of like the horse show planning and running. So that experience definitely was huge in being able to do what we do now, as far as finding enough horses, knowing how many you need, gaining those connections throughout the years too, of talking to barn people that obviously become your friends and your horse show family. Right. Um, so, I mean, we handled everything as a team for every aspect of the horse show. It's not like the school did it for us or that there was even too much of a guidebook at that point to follow. That's right. Even a varsity team, it was it was uh, division one varsity at Dartmouth and we competed in the IHSA, but the students had to be out there literally running the show. Yeah. 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 And, and how about you, Lena? What did collegiate showing teach you? I, I would say it was an absolute similar answer. I mean, we had to run every aspect of it and order the ribbons, hire the judge, you know, run the engate, figure out the classes. Um, the one thing that Jamie is really good at that I didn't really have experience with so much because we had so many of our shows at Briarwood and Katie Benson is so amazing with her horses and, and she slots them in all the classes for you. Right. Um, that Jamie does that every year for us and puts together that whole, like what horses go where, all that stuff. So um, that's probably a piece that I missed that, that she got. Well, and, and that's, that's one of the hardest parts. I, for, <laughs> for, for my AEL nationals, I hire somebody to do the horse grid because it is tricky. <laughs> and as soon as it looks perfect on paper, it falls apart. And oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> horses come up lame or even during the show, you know, yeah. there was just that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both. I, I just think I'm so thrilled that I was part of, of your uh, Tournament of Champions this year. And I really um, 
praise you both for, for what you've developed. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher.